Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2015. This is Paul talking about Steps 6 and 7. Hi, my name's Paul and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Paul. I didn't used to say that. When I first came, I used to say, I'm Paul and uh, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to take drugs anymore. Because I wasn't sure what the alcohol, alcoholic was and whether I was that. But I knew I didn't want to drink and I didn't want to take drugs. This morning I woke up and I, uh, I was very inspired. I don't know how many of you were here yesterday, but I was very inspired by a lot of the things that I heard here. So I got up and I did what I usually do this morning is I um, make the first prayer, which is, God, I haven't got a resentment today. God, I haven't hurt anybody today. God, I haven't uh, been fearful or harmful to anyone today. But in a minute, I'll need your help because I'm going to get out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, I got down on my knees, I said the third step prayer, and then I opened up my computer, uh, and I did the, um, I opened up my word, 10th step um, diary, and I wrote down, this time I did it differently, I did it how David told us to do it yesterday. It was very simple, and it was very quick, and it was very easy. I made a list of all the things that I was fearful of, resentful of, causing me disturbance. I then wrote down what it was about them in one word, and I bracketed mainly fear was concerning. And then I did what I haven't done in the past, and I thank you for that very much, and I'm going to make it my practice now. Then I prayed for each individual one. There was about half a dozen. Prayed for each individual one. this is a sick person, God save me from being angry, how can I be helpful to him? Um, something like that. That was very useful because that put a gap. My sponsor is very busy. My sponsor has a lot of people doing fifth steps with him all the time. He has people ringing him up all the time. I don't like to bother him too much. And um, this actually, I used to do my f- that fourth step sort of thing and then ring him up. Now I've got this extra process which is very helpful because it gives him a little bit more leeway to deal with all the other very sick people he has to deal with because I prayed for those people on that list in the way that was described. And um, then I got a measure of uh, calm out of that. I got a measure of settling down from that. And uh, that meant that it was less work for him to do. I did ring him up as I walked the dog. He was just about to go out and walk his dog. And... um, I said, you know, how this young bloke I'm trying to hurt, uh, help is scaring the shit out of me because he's so angry. At <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, he says, Paul, it's not up to you. I said, I'm worried about my son, whether he can make the mortgage repayments. He said, Paul, it's not up to you whether he makes the mortgage repayments. I told him a few other things, my sister. So. It's a question of whether you... Uh, putting your faith in yourself or you're trusting in an infinite God. This is a change that AA has brought about in me, the transformation that uh, the process of going through the steps has done for me 
is making the shift from me being radically self-centred, full of my own charm and, 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 and glory, to trying to make a connection with an infinite power, a power greater than me, that can actually do for me what I cannot do. You know, the, what's it called? The um, serenity prayer. Things I can't do anything about. And I thought, oh, crikey, I've got to speak at this meeting today. There was a bit of fear there. And um, my knees are still trembling. And um, I thought, what have I got to speak on step six? I think I've done that. I have. So I thought, well, what I'll do is in 2008, I, I went to a Steps weekend and I spoke there. And I thought, I'll, I'll listen to that. <laughs> Problem solved. Just repeat it, you know, just say the same thing. So I went to the Steps weekend website. I recommend it to all of you. Look up on Step 6. Look, I recommend it to you. There's Paul there. <laughs> Pull it up, play it. You've already got my talk. You don't need to hear from me now anymore, you know. <laughs> and it was brilliant. Brilliant talk. <laughs> I learnt a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I could repeat it, actually. It was a bit, there's so much to remember. Basically, Paul said that he likened his life to a metaphor that he's given a brand new car and he just drives it into the ground as fast as he can, going wherever his self-will wants to go. And red lights come on. And so he just disables the red light so it doesn't worry him. And, 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 and crashes happen and he just doesn't worry about smoke starts pouring out of the car. In other words, I drove myself full of self-centeredness um, to a point where everything was breaking down. And um, I came to AA. They gave me, this is what Paul said, they gave me um, little clues as to how to, um, to get the car which was rattling and just about to blow up in my face, get the car, something done about it. They said, well, get to lots of meetings. That's a clue. If you're new around, get to lots of meetings. It's a clue. They said to you, don't pick up a drink or a drug one day at a time. It's a very good clue. Uh, stick around with happy, sober alcohol. There's a lot of things they say, you know, these clichés. They're all really helpful. I was embraced by the fellowship of AA. The, the wonderful feeling of connectedness with all of these little clues as to how to fix myself up. But that actually only helped me get my car to the garage. It was enough. But the car was got the garage. Then... It's time to take a look at what needs to be fixed. This is what David was talking about yesterday. I'm going to the place, I'm saying, all right, I'm going to go there... I'm going to ask you to look after my car. Have you got to, I'll make an appointment, you know. Ask the, whatever, the mechanic to look after my car. And then we've got to take a diagnostic test to say what needs to be fixed. That's the fourth step. The fifth step is you discuss it with the people, you know, what exactly, how do we, what, blah, blah. And then we're at, here we are today, the sixth step. Nothing's happened. The car's not fixed. We just know what's wrong with it now. Um, I'd like to show you a couple of um, pictures. I hope. This is... Um, this was taken at 8 o'clock in the morning... 
at St Andrew's Market. The first thing you notice is how charming the chap is, you know. <laughs> it's a big problem for alcoholics, being charming. Because you, you can get your way with a lot of people and do a lot of things, and um, then you've got a lot of amends to make. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. That big um, glass goblet thing, that's a flagon. You've got a you know, flagon, cut off the top, turn it around, put it underneath. You've got a good big cup. The cup will hold, as it has here, a bottle of Blue Nun or any other cheap Moselle. It's got a bottle of Blue Nun in there, right? You may notice the joint in the fingers. <laughs> St Andrew's Market. I've got a stall there with my mentor. He's another drinker. <laughs> he made the glass. And I'm about to smoke my joints. Look at the joy on that man. <laughs> he's going to take the first drink. And he's happy about it, right? This is good. This is good life. This is me one year before I gave up drinking and drugs altogether. That's it. That's the, that's the before picture. Charming. Irresistible. Look at the hair. God. <laughs> anyway. And, and I come from a wealthy family. I had lots of money. That guy's got... That guy has got a baby as old as Magnus here, a two-year-old or three-year-old at home. He's got $100,000 in the bank. He owns his own 20 acres of property because he's inherited all this from his mother. He never worked. <laughs> Ever. And he's sitting up there and he's happy. He's going to have his first drink and he's going to smoke his joint. And that's his life, you know. What could be wrong with that? Hey, <laughs> eh? What could be wrong with that? And I today's Father's Day. My father was an alcoholic. He left when I was three years old. I grew up without a father. And then when my mum died at 14, I was put in a foster home. And, I, and then my father turned up. I didn't know him. And he was like a white knight. Very, he was also a very charming kind of fellow, you know. I went to live with him. And he was terrific when he was sober. And when he got drunk, he was a demon. He changed. Dr Jekyll, Mr Hyde. I did the same thing when I drank and drugged. I'm not a person who sips. I guzzle alcoholism. I never did it any other way. And I love my little son, you know. And I remember my, this horrible memory that when I was smashing a chair on the, floor, on the kitchen floor, trying to make a point to my son that he has to see how important I am and what I'm saying to him, and his eyes are wide with fear. Huh? Father's Day. And I had a flash at that moment that that was what happened to me when I was a little boy that size of, me, of that little one there. You know, That's what happened to me. My father used to rage when he drank and I'm raging when I drink. And there's no escape. And I'm like a guy who's got his foot on the accelerator and a foot on the brake in an automatic car. I can't go forward. I can't stay where I am. I'm tearing myself apart. It's a horror. Charming bloke. One before he takes a drink. Then I took a drink, actually, that day. And after a while, I, you know, this was about a year. About a year later, I always thought of myself as a bit of a, anyway, uh, artist. And um, about a year later, this is um, this is the next picture. It's not a very good one because it's pretty fuzzy. This is me. That's my son. 
that picture has a haunted look now. I've just come out of the psychiatric hospital and I'm wrecked. You know? The same person, but I'm wrecked. I've broken. I'm busted. You know? I'm frightened. I'm confused. I'm intense. I'm angry. I'm like this guy who I had to, this new guy I'm trying to help, who's, who's, he's frightens me. He's like that. And he's, you know, whoa, chill, chill, chill out, you know, whoa, it's okay. You'll be all right. Come to AA, do what's suggested, get yourself to the, to the um, garage, and we'll do a diagnostic on what's wrong with you, and we'll fix it up by a higher power. We'll do that. Hallelujah, brother, you know? That's what's happened to me. The point about it is, have anyone seen that um, Mr. Bean? That's, you can take that down. I, it haunts me otherwise. <laughs> have you seen that Mr. Bean cartoon where he climbs really confidently up the big ladder on the high diving board? <laughs> and then he suddenly realises where he is, you know? That's, uh, they say, let go. Hang on. <laughs> the sixth step for me... How are we going for time? The sixth step for me is watching those little kids running along the high diving board and jumping off and doing bombs and doing swan dives and all that, and you're, oh, I'm not going to... You can't go back down, too frightened. There's only one way to go. You can either stay up there trembling with fear and terror, or you just have to take the step. Am I ready? To make the leap of faith, you know? To allow God to take a... To allow God. This guy who I'm trying to help, he's saying, what, if I give up all my power, will I become a really good person? I say, you haven't got any power to give up. Except the reality. I haven't got any power. There's nothing for me to give up. I can hang in there, trembling, or I can... And in 2008, when I last spoke at this, this place... There were eight suicides that I knew in AA and it really depressed me, you know. Don't do that. Stay with us, you know. If there are people... It took me 14 years to do the steps. I was so, so happy with the fellowship. <laughs> Why do the steps? The fellowship's great. Cobble it together, you know. But then I got into pain and I had to do the steps. So the change is from being self-centred to being God-centred. I don't do it perfectly, but I do ring my sponsor. I do my prayer and meditation. I try and carry this message to other people. I try and do what it is, you know. I'd like to be as relaxed as Maddie is when he gets up here and talks, you know. I'd like to... I'm a nervy type. I, I look to other members and I aspire to have what they've got, you know. I'd love to be as smart as Amy when she... with those terrific talk that she gave yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I look to other members and I get inspired that if it's possible for them to live their life that way, I might be able to learn a thing or two and be able to live a different way of life. So I'm ready. Entirely ready. I think that's about it, really. Thank you. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.